Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Redlands campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Hey, if you have a Bible, I would invite you to turn it open to Psalm 107, and we are going to continue our story sermon series this morning. Uh, Last week, as I mentioned, we kicked off this series by looking at the first uh, nine verses of Psalm 107, and we looked at this idea that God has the ability to find the lost and to satisfy their deepest longing. Uh, The psalmist began to reflect on uh, on all that God had did for Israel by bringing them up out of the hot, dusty, and slave-like conditions of Egypt and move them toward the promised land, a place we now know as Canaan. And uh, they began to reflect on things like the wandering, the wastelands of the desert, and how God's people had become lost, hungry, and thirsty. You know, they were disheartened, they were discouraged, and then they cried out to the Lord, and then suddenly their meanderings ended. And then this prayer, this desire to lead or be led on a straight way and on a straight path was answered. You know, when God led them along the plains of Moab, which then provided a jumping off or an entrance point into Canaan, and then so the story goes. They found the city where they could settle where they could lay their head and call home at last. But you know, if you know anything about the story of Israel, for one reason or another, we see that they continue to sin against God, and this time it was by the worshipping of idols, and it came with consequences. God gave them over to the Babylonians, and they were once again trapped in a foreign land under the rule of a foreign empire. And in Psalm 107, verses 10 to 16, the psalmist then begins to reflect on this time through those verses. So if you've got a Bible, let me read from Psalm 107, beginning at verse 10. And it's on the screen if you need it, and it goes like this. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains, because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. There it is again. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And God, who is merciful, I've added that bit, but here it comes. He saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he breaks down the gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. May God add his blessing to that reading this morning. So we're beginning to see that Psalm 107 is broken into two or three, and in actual fact, four different stories. You know, Psalm 107 verses 1 to 9 is reflecting on their time in Israel, uh, in Egypt, and how they were delivered from that. Psalm 107 verse 10 to 16 is a reflection on their time in the foreign land of Babylon, where they were captive, where they were trapped, 
where they had no way out. And just for a second, I want you to think about a time in your life when you may have been trapped in a place that you didn't want to be. Just think about that for a second. You know, maybe it was a financial trap. Maybe it was a relational trap. Maybe it was in an elevator. Maybe in a suburb like Ipswich. I'm not sure. But just think for a second. Oh, look at all the heads shaking around the place. Just think for a second about a time and a place where you felt trapped and you were unable to get out of it. Just think about that for a second. I don't think that would compare to the way the Israelites felt when they were trapped in Babylon. And, and this was obviously due to the worship they had offered up to idols, the idols of Babylon. The consequences kicked in. And then as we see in the second stanza of Psalm 107, they reflected on what it felt like to be trapped, to be under the control of someone else in a land that they did not want to be in. That's what this section of Scripture is all about. And you know, we here in 21st century Australia, you know, we don't worship, well, most of us here, I assume, don't worship idols that are made of wood and stone. You know, we haven't been taken captive by a foreign ruler and removed from this wonderful Bayside location that we call the Redlands. However, I wonder if at one point, in another, uh, one point or another, we have allowed other things to take the place of God in our lives. You know, some of us may have experienced what I call a significant change, and that may be a change of address, a change of employment, maybe a change in relationship status. Or maybe in your life you've experienced a significant challenge, whether it was financial, relational, maybe you've got a career or a professional challenge ahead of you, and for some, you've experienced a significant crisis. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one or a lost thing. But during this time of significant change, challenge, or crisis, intentionally or unintentionally, we have turned to something else or someone else instead of God to help us manage and cope that period of time in our lives. And in so doing... We have poured our time, our energy, and our resources into something other than God, and we have set that up as a God. We have begun to worship that so that we can get through whatever change, challenge, and crisis we have gone through in our lives. We haven't decided to worship things made of wood or stone, but to manage what we've gone through, we've looked at, a, let's say, a substance and or an activity to help us cope with and manage the challenges, the changes, and the crises in our life. And you know, when we talk about looking for the things of this world to help us when we are going through difficult times, you know, we think about, you know, the big two or the big three, you know, alcohol, pornography, maybe other drugs, but there are other things that we turn to unintentionally that have taken the place of God in our lives, especially during times of difficulty. You know, they can be more subtle things like sugar. Anyone here love a good chocolate bar and enjoy and indulge a little too often? Like myself, there you go, look at all the hands go up now. 
And I must say, I am in that camp. I love my sweet food. I love dairy milk chocolate. I love gluten-free slices from our cafe. I love cake. I love bakeries. The Flour Mill Bakery in Cleveland is my favorite bakery. Gluten-free double choc muffins are the bomb. They are the bomb. I have a sweet tooth. But you know, there are other things that if we are not careful, they can take the place of God in our lives. Caffeine. Man, sorry, Adrian, your little place out there, I'm going after hardcore. I've just given them heaps of encouragement, and now I'm slamming everything that we provide there. Exercise. Shopping. Any lovers of DFO in the house? Harbour Town. Yeah, I see that hand. I see that hand. Anyone thinks I'm putting out a gospel invitation already? Technology. Relationships. Our employment, our career, the amount of success that we achieve in our career, the list goes on and on and on. You know, when we go through times of change, challenge, and crisis, if we are not careful, we may turn to things that are not God and invest all of our time and energy into things that may not necessarily be a bad thing, But as you've heard me say many times before, we've taken what might be a good thing, we've made it a God thing, and in so doing, it becomes an idol thing, and it takes the place of God. And this is where it gets really, really concerning. When we continue down that path, when we continue to go to those things, in times of change, challenge, or crisis, we develop habits, we develop patterns, that over time entrap us and they, they consume us and we are in bondage to these things. And dare I say, we feel like we are chained to things that are not God himself or of God and in so doing, it contributes to what I feel like and what I would describe as spiritual exile. Where is God in my life? I don't sense him. I don't feel his presence. He doesn't seem to be working in my life. And it's great to sing songs this morning about how even when we think he's not working, he's working. Even when we think he's not doing stuff, he's doing stuff. Even when we don't feel it, he is there still actively working. But sometimes when we look at the things that we rely on to get through the challenges in our lives, and then we build habits and patterns, we then remove ourselves from the presence of God. He doesn't go anywhere, but we're slowly turning our attention to something else, and we feel this state of spiritual exile. You know, we may not have gone through a geographical displacement or exile like Israel, but here in Australia... You know, we can intentionally or unintentionally turn our eyes, turn our efforts to something other than God and find ourselves in our own spiritual exile where we are trapped by a foreign empire, a foreign rule, and it could be a number of things. The list could go on and on and on. Now, this morning, as we continue our story series, you know, I want us to to know and I want us to learn that We have a God who is merciful, and he can take those who feel trapped and help them find freedom. He can take those who feel trapped 
and help them find freedom. And this morning, I want to provide some tools that may be a blessing and a help for you right now, or they may be things you can use to help others who are feeling trapped and need freedom. And and today, I want to talk about finding our personal freedom, freedom from whatever it is that you go to instead of God, whatever it is that takes the place of God in your life. I want to talk about finding personal freedom. You ready to roll? I hope so. So I'm going to drop it like it's hot this morning. First thing that I want to talk about in regards to finding our personal freedom is to simply start the fight. Start the fight. If you become aware of something in your life that is not of God and has taken his place of number one in your life, you need to call it out, you need to stare it in the face, and you need to say, yep, you shouldn't be there, I'm going to tackle it, I'm going to take you on, I'm going to start the fight today. And one of the ways to know whether or not you need to start the fight is to determine whether or not that thing or that person or that situation is impacting the four L's in your life. The four L's. The first L is our loves, our relationships. You know, if what you are doing or if what you are consuming is causing challenges in your loves, in your relationships, with your children, your partner, your friends, whatever it might be, that is a red flag. There is another L, and that is the L of liver. And here I'm referring to our health. If your use of a substance or your dependence upon something other than God is causing you health problems, physical mental, emotional, that is an indication that something is out of whack in your life. The third L is the legal side of things. And here we're obviously talking about criminal activity. Any criminals in the house this morning? (laughs) Okay, we got a couple. We got a couple. God bless you. He transforms lives. He sets them on a new purpose. Just looking after those who put their hand up here this morning. But you know, if you're turning to a a thing or a person or a situation is impacting not only your relationships, not only your health, but it is causing legal problems, maybe driving under the influence, maybe aggressive behavior, theft, whatever it might be, that's another concern. And the fourth L is our livelihood, so our work productivity. You know, if whatever it is gets in the way of preparing for work, working effectively and productively, maybe even going to work, then that's a concern. If there is something in your life that you know is not of God and it's taken God's place and it's begun to impact the four L's, man, I reckon that's the time to stare it in the face, stare it straight in the eye, draw a line in the sand Admit there's an issue, acknowledge the problem, and decide to fight it. And there's an amazing thing that happens when we acknowledge and admit and we decide to start the fight. You know, our perspective on it changes. Our determination increases. And yes, it's probably going to be a journey. But the moment you decide, yep, 
not good. It's not where it should be in my life. It's taken over. I feel trapped, but I'm going to fight it. I'm going to tackle it. The moment you do that, something shifts. Something shifts. And then you monitor the progress. You monitor the development. You celebrate the little wins along the way. And over time, God will use both the medical and the miraculous to bring about healing in your life and in your situation. When it comes to personal freedom, we must decide to start the fight. Start the fight. Secondly, hang on, let me read a quick verse. James 4 verse 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit yourselves to God. Submit yourselves to the best that he has for you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Number two, put someone in your corner. Put someone in your corner. You know, this person could be a friend, could be a relative, could be one of the church leaders here, could be myself as a pastor. Put someone in your corner. You know, in a minute I'm going to talk about the professional help that is available, but there is, a, there is another form of help that I don't feel we give enough platform for here at Gateway Redlands, and that is our Freedom Prayer Ministry team. You know, sometimes if you find or see or believe there is something in your life that's taken the place of God and it's trapped you and you can't find your way out of it, decide to start the fight. You know, you may feel the need to do a number of things. First, check whether there's a medical issue, but there may even be a spiritual issue that needs to be addressed as well. You know, here at Gateway Redlands, our Freedom Prayer Ministry team are doing a great job to help people identify things in their lives that may be contributing towards this feeling of spiritual exile. And what we do is we simply decide on a time and a place, and we've got a number of people in this church who have the gift of prayer, who have a passion for prayer, who love to see God do crazy and amazing things in our midst, and they want to get with you, and they want to use some experiences and even some training that we've provided them to pray God's power into your life to see victory and healing when it comes to whatever it is that is taking God's place and rule in your life. And these forms, what, you know, we, we always call things like this an application form. But, you know, these things you can, um, and you're not applying by way of, all right, we'll put it before a panel and we'll review it and we'll decide on whether your application has been approved and things like this. That's not how it goes. But you can just grab this from the welcome desk. You can fill it out, leave it with them, and then a member of our Freedom Prayer Ministry team will get alongside you and they will pray for you. They'll be a listening ear and they'll do the journey with you in faith and in prayer. But putting someone in your corner is one of the best ways of dealing with something in your life that has trapped you and is overwhelming you. You know, for me, you would have heard my story last week, or for those of you that were here, um, that, you know, for many, many years, I've had a number of different people in my life to help me in my own journey. You know, to unpack some of the things of my past, 
You know, I've uh, sought help from counselors, and I still see one to this very day just to stay on top of my game. Not my b-ball game, just my game of life, my game of ministry. You know, I've got a ministry mentor as well that helps me lead, uh, you know, the church and other things as well. And a business mentor that helps me lead the basketball club that I've taken over in recent times as well. Having someone in your corner that you can trust, that you can confide in, someone that's not judgmental, someone that is gracious, someone that will not hold your sins against you and condemn you, is one of the best ways of facing whatever it is that's holding you back and opening the doorway to personal freedom. You know, the other way you can get someone in your corner if you don't know how to do that or where to go is that uh, we have a number of people in our church that are willing to do a journey with you. You call them mentors or co-mentors or whatever you want to call it. And uh, the way to access that is just to jump onto our website and you'll see somewhere in there as you navigate around the opportunity to request a mentor. And then uh, that'll come through the system. It'll land in my email account somehow. And then I'll reach out to those in our church who have time to do a journey with you to support you graciously as you deal with whatever you've decided to fight. Putting someone in your corner is a great, great move. James 5 verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Is powerful and effective. Thirdly, everyone still with me? Yeah? Awesome. Thirdly, when it comes to finding your personal freedom, start the fight, put someone in your corner, and then thirdly, build a game plan. you got to build a game plan. And look, this morning, you know, I acknowledge that they, that may be extremely difficult for some. You know, perhaps you've stared whatever it is in the eye for a long time. And you've gone after it and you've tried to tackle it and then there's been a relapse or a trip up and and you've kept going. I say, God bless you. Don't give up. You are a child of God. His Spirit lives within you. You wouldn't care about what you're going through if the Spirit wasn't. But keep going. But when you think about whatever it is that you've got to tackle, you know that when you do, it's going to be a tough slog. It's going to be a tough journey. You don't know how you're going to get through. Because you know that without the substance or activity, the mood will swing from side to side. The anxiety and depression will go up and down like a bungee. And the body may begin to ache and pain. You know that. But we all know that the identification of underlying causes for our thoughts and behavior which create our patterns is crucial for finding victory and personal freedom. We know that. And we can go and get freedom prayer to deal with things that may be of the spiritual realm. But we can also bring the medical and the miraculous together by seeking help from a professional. You know, I believe that my personal experiences in my own childhood caused abnormal cravings for chocolate muffins from the flour mill bakery. Yeah, you know, I believe it's contributed to, you know, some of the other behavioral issues that I've had 
over time, but by the grace of God. He's delivered me from, so you've got no worry to be concerned. Although I do have a little temper tantrum every now and then, including toward my kids on the way to this morning's worship service in the car. It's, look, I'm telling you, it's a tough gig when you, just before you get out of the car, you give your kids a, a godly serve, and then you stand up in front of a church and say, Good morning! Great to be in the house of the Lord today. That's a challenge. Trust me. But you know, I believe my experiences in the past have caused abnormal cravings for the things that once trapped me and the things that once held me back. And, and because of that, as I've mentioned already, I sought both pastoral and professional help for those things. You know, and by the grace of God, and as I mentioned last week in my story, you know, God delivered me from a number of things overnight, and He's given me the wisdom and the tools to deal with things over a period of time. And that's always going to be the case for us who live in fallen bodies and in a fallen world. You know, we are not going to reach a state of perfection this side of glory. But what we do know is that we have a God who never stops working, that we have a God who even though we don't feel Him, He's still there, and that we have a God who's going to continue to hold our hands, and even when we don't see it, He's going to bless us, He's going to care for us, He's going to guide us, and then we can sit here on a Sunday and sing a song that says, God, over the years you have been faithful. Over the years you have been faithful. And Lord, I know I've forgotten the rest of that song, so I'm making the rest up now. And now I worship you. And now I give you thanks. That was a wonderful song. Actually, Jesse, can I flip the script this morning? Can we sing that song again after this message? I don't even know what that song is, to be honest. What's it called? The Goodness of God. Can we sing that one again? Because we know that as we follow Jesus and as we remind ourselves that we are children of God by His grace, through faith in Jesus, filled with the Spirit, we can receive immediate victory over something that has entrapped us, or God will give us the wisdom and tools to deal with things and to cope and manage over time. And we know along the way that He's not going to stop working, that He's going to be faithful, that we are actually growing in the faith, that our maturity is going from one step to another along the way until that great day where we receive those heavenly bodies the one that Christ had when He was resurrected and when He appeared to His disciples. I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm hoping I'm going to be a little more buff than I am right now. But I do know that there is healing, full healing, full deliverance, full victory at one point or another. And we just got to stick with Him. We got to stick with Him. But we need a game plan. Freedom prayer. Seek the help of a professional. Our Gateway Care Centre right here on this facility is open Mondays and Thursdays. And you can meet with trained professionals that will help you create a plan that you need to stare whatever it is in the face and say, I'm going to start a fight. I'm starting it today. You and me, man, you and me. We're going at it. Put someone in your corner. Create that plan and just follow Jesus along the way. You know, like the psalmist in 107 said, verse 13 to 14, the psalmist talks about them crying out to the Lord in their trouble. And then he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of the darkness, the utter darkness, 
and he broke away their chains. And let me continue to read. And then he says, let me give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron, reflecting on what it was like for them in Babylon. You know, we have a God who is merciful, but we have a God who sets the prisoners free. He sets the prisoners free. Whether it's from sin, and we need to confess that and come to God in faith and receive His forgiveness for the first time, or whether it's the ongoing challenge of something, you know, a substance or an activity that we have allowed to take the place of God in our lives. And as a result, we are trapped. God can set the prisoners free. Now, this morning, I want to leave us with a simple thought. And this applies to all of us, regardless of where you are at in your own journey. And it's simply this. Freedom is found in friendship with God. Freedom is found in friendship with God. Now, I understand how the entrapment feels when fighting an addiction or fighting a situation. You know, I know how it feels to face temptation before breakfast. I know how it feels to fight the barrage of thoughts as you stare at the computer screen, as you walk down the confectionery aisle at Coles, as you drive past the BWS on your way home from work as you stare at the cigarette stand behind the service station attendant. I know how it feels to fail time and time again. Guilt, regret, shame, loneliness, hopelessness. And then I know what happens after that. We begin to question our identity as a child of God. I completely understand the entrapment of addiction, of isolation, of feeling like there's no way out of your substance or your activity. You know, what I do know and what I'm reminded by in 1 John 1, 9 is that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Friends, freedom is found in friendship with God and all we need to do is confess our sins to Him He is faithful, He is just, and He will forgive us of our sins and help us along the way. Hey, uh, can we pray this morning? Why don't we all uh, close our eyes and begin to talk to God again? And uh, as we do, I just want to give an opportunity for someone here who knows they do not have a friendship with God through a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you haven't been here for a while. Maybe this is your second or third time. You haven't reached a point in your life where you're like, you know what, God, I've sinned against you. I've put things in your place. It's fractured my relationship. And today I want to enter into a friendship with you through faith in Christ for the first time. If someone wants to enter into that friendship with God for the first time, why don't you just put your hand up high in the sky right now and I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. Does anyone feel that spiritual exile that I'm talking about? Their need to cry out to God for His freedom. Anyone here this morning need friendship with God for the first time? 
I'm just going to pray for you. That's all I'm going to do. couple more seconds. That's cool. That's cool. And for the rest of you, I wonder this morning, you know, if, if you are feeling trapped by something today, you are feeling trapped. I don't know what it is that is holding you down or holding you back. You know, it might be a substance. It might be a situation. Be your finances, could be your mental health. I'm not sure what it is, but but you know you've been in this position where you are trapped, whether you've caused it yourself or whether you've just gone to something else to deal with whatever. You know, you're just feeling trapped. Now, if that's you this morning, I just want to pray for you. So why don't you just pop your hand in the sky as well so I can look at you as I'm praying for God's power and for God's deliverance to come into your life. If you're feeling trapped by something this morning, why don't you just pop your hand in the sky. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. see that hand too. God bless you. I see that hand and that other hand. God bless you this morning. Anybody else that would just just want me to pray God's power into your life today? It's all I'm going to do. It's all I'm going to do. You're feeling trapped. Pop your hand in the sky, and I'm going to pray for you today. As I do, why don't the rest of you pray in your heart as I commit those people to God in prayer. Father God, thank you for the courage that those who have put their hand up in the air are displaying here this morning. God, I pray that you would give them or continue to give them the mindset of taking this thing on, that today they decided to fight it or they're going to continue to fight it. And God, I pray that from, from this morning forward, that you would help them to find someone to put in their corner, someone that can love them, encourage them, and pray for them and support them as they take this fight on. And God, may it not just stop there, Father. I ask that you would give them more courage and more confidence, if need be, to make a plan. And if that plan requires them to seek professional help and to go through a process that may require a number of sessions God, I ask that you would give them a spirit of commitment, a spirit of discipline to fight that and to take it on. But God, this morning in this place, 126 Link Road, Victoria Point, God, by your spirit, would you pour power into their hearts and into their lives. God, fall upon them this morning. Fill their hearts with your grace. Fill their hearts with your mercy. Fill it, God, with your power. God, fill them with everything that they need to experience personal freedom in their lives. Oh, God, as your child, I pray on their behalf that you would do a ministry in their lives. God, I call out to you this morning to set them free, I pray. Set them free. Set them free. God, we know that you are faithful. Sometimes we don't know what that faithfulness looks like. But God, you are faithful. And in response to who you are and what you've done, we're just going to sing about your goodness in our lives. We're going to sing about your faithfulness in our lives. God, receive our worship as we do. And it's the name of Jesus that I pray. 
Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you've made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to encourage you on your journey. Help us help you by going to gatewaybaptist.com.au and clicking on Get Connected.